You're listening to the I Like That Story podcast. We're in Season 5. This is Episode 44, Tips for Dealing with the Holiday Blues. Today's story brought to you by Selby Studios, graphic imaging for family, home, and business. Now here's America's storyteller, Jeff Gould. Well, thank you, Meredith, and thank you to Comfort King Mattress Factory, the mattress factory of the Dakotas and the sponsor of this podcast. Well, a number of people I talk to are always worried about the holidays. That brings a lot of stress. And I'm just going to offer a tip from a guy who spent a lot of time in prison and had a tough life. And his advice is well worth considering any time of the year. He said, you know, whatever is true, whatever is noble or right or pure or lovely or admirable, if it's excellent or praiseworthy, just think about those things. Now, shortly after he wrote this, they beheaded him, and he was a guy who suffered a lot in his life, but he helped a lot of people. His name was Paul, and perhaps those uh, words you heard, uh, you recognize, Those are out of a letter he wrote to some people in Philippi. Well, anyway, I think that's why people like the Christmas season and why they like Christmas music. For a period of time, they can focus on something besides the bad news or disturbing things that they hear in the world today. So I thought I would just share another Christmas story. This is a young man's memoir about his hero, a guy named Uncle Steve. I think you'll like it. A letter. Dear Jeff, My kids wonder why I'm never in a hurry to open Christmas gifts. If the question is, should we open our gifts now or after dinner, I always say after dinner. A lesson I learned when I was ten a story I call, I Can't Wait. It was a Thanksgiving tradition in my family to draw names for Christmas. Everybody drew one name to buy one gift, and that year Locke was with me because Uncle Steve got mine. Uncle Steve was awesome. And I mean, he was so big, you kind of stood away from him in awe. He was huge. I saw pictures of him from when he served in Vietnam, arms like cannons. But he loved kids. He and Aunt Judy didn't have any, so he brought me off to the side to ask me a favor. Hey, Chris, he said, getting down on one knee, looking around to make sure we were alone. Your aunt and I are supposed to buy another Christmas present for a nephew on the other side of the family. He's about your age. If you don't mind, maybe you could go shopping with us and buy the gifts for both you and him. It'll be our little secret. I grinned. Yeah, this was the best idea I ever heard. So on Saturday morning before Christmas, they picked me up and we got to work. The first stop was the VFW family Christmas party. Uncle Steve was active in the chapter and I was invited to join in. They served pop as much as I wanted and Santa was there. I got a football and cookies and we got a bag of candy to bring home. We'll keep the candy a secret. No need telling your brothers. I told you he was awesome. Next stop, 
the mall so I could select a present for myself and for another boy I didn't know. But I was having a hard time. You see, I had found the perfect gift for me, but it was more than $10, way more, almost $25. Our family had strict limits on the amount allowed. My uncle came up with a solution on the spot. The gift limits on the other side of the family was higher, so he said if I didn't tell anyone in our family, I could select gifts in the higher amount and it would be our secret. Well, then it was easy. I found two perfect gifts that were exactly the same price. One was a Hot Wheels racetrack, the kind with the loop-de-loop and extra track. The other, almost right next to it, was an electric AFX slot car racetrack with a little police car with lights and a blue Mustang Cobra. Either one of them would have been perfect, but here's where I had to make my first terrible decision. My uncle asked me to choose which one I wanted to keep and which one to give away. I was in agony. I couldn't decide. I remember sitting between Uncle Steve and Aunt Judy and driving through neighborhoods looking at Christmas lights. This time alone, in the front seat, without any older brothers bossing me around, how could it get any better? And then, are you kidding me? Uncle Steve actually drove into a McDonald's restaurant for supper. I had never been to one. It was heaven. As we pulled in front of the house, Uncle Steve hit me with another terrible dilemma. Since you chose the Hot Wheels track, do you want to take it with you now? Sure. He leaned over and gave me a serious look. Now, Chris, you realize that will mean no gift for you at the Christmas party. Are you sure? Well, yeah, but, but I'd still have a whole week to play with it, right? And besides, it would drive me crazy waiting. So I grabbed the present and went in the house. It had been one of the best days of my life. Until Christmas. At the family Christmas party, my error slowly began to dawn on me. As cousins and aunts and uncles arrived, the area under the tree began to fill with brightly colored packages. The kids began to get excited, and I realized that there were none for me. I I had mine. I tried to talk myself into a good mood. After all, I'd been having fun with it all week. I I was the lucky one here, but, but still... Grandpa took his spot in the Santa seat for the gift exchange. But first, another one of my favorite traditions, waiting to see where Grandpa would stop. You see, every Christmas, my grandpa would read the Christmas story from the Bible. He loved it so much, he had a hard time stopping. This Christmas, Jesus was 12 years old and in the temple in Jerusalem, when Grandma gave Grandpa a nudge and he abruptly stopped and announced that it was time for the gifts. All the kids would take turns bringing a package to Grandpa. He would read the name off the tag and reveal who the gift was from. Since I did not have a gift under the tree, I hung back from the crowd, feeling miserable. It turns out it wasn't fun getting what you wanted right now. I could see that part of the fun of Christmas was getting a present from someone who loved you and watching the look on the faces of the givers and receivers It was the love they shared, not the present. But it was too late to learn that lesson. 
I sat at my mom's lap trying not to cry, trying not to feel left out. I buried my head in her lap, trying not to be a baby about the whole thing. Then Grandpa called out, Well, look, there's one more gift. Well, Chris, it looks like it's for you. It was an AFX slot car racetrack to Chris from Uncle Steve and Aunt Judy. So now, whenever somebody asks, do you want to open presents now or do you want to wait? I always wait. And when my little nieces and nephews gather around and say, hey, Uncle Chris, I try my very best to live up to the honor of the title. Merry Christmas, Uncle Steve. Well, that's the story. Thank you for listening. I met a man yesterday. He said, you know, I went to your website. You do a lot of things. (laughs) Yes, I do. I speak, I write, I do podcasts, I encourage people. And if you want to know what I can offer to you in your community, just go to the website, ilikethatstory.net, and I look forward to meeting you someday. Until that time, I'm Jeff Gould. God bless. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.